2: All right, welcome back. It's episode 37 of UAP, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, the long awaited. I'm sorry we made you wait so long for this new episode, but. I feel like it's going to be worth it. And we'll see, Karen, if you agree. So, hi, Karen. How are you? Hey,
3: I'm well. How are you? I'm
2: doing very well. Oh, my God.
3: There's so much UFO, UAP stuff going on right now. I mean... It's a hotbed of activity.
2: You're so right. It is, like, in the mainstream at this moment. And we, again, you know, we always say, oh, we didn't plan it that way. But for real, I mean, we did not plan to take, like, an extra week. Some things, you know, our scheduling conflicts, if you will. So, we had ended up having to take an extra week before... Episode 37 came out here, and in between that, some huge news dropped when it comes to, before we get into today's episode, which is Alien Origins, we're going to maybe blow you, it's going to be one of two things. We're either going to blow your mind, or you're going to look at your phone, or your radio, or website, or however you're listening, and you're going to think, what are these two kooks talking about?
3: (laughs) Because we're all related. We're related to the aliens, our family trees. It's AlienAncestry.com.
2: It's all... (laughs) It's all very theoretical today, but I think it's very interesting. So we're going to get into that. But before we do, like we said, some mainstream news about aliens, UFOs, UAP, the phenomenon that hit the wire just within the past uh, day or two.
3: Yeah. 1,500 pages of UFO-related research has just been declassified. It was per a FOIA request, Freedom of Information Act. The cache of documents includes reports on the biological effects of UFO sightings on humans— studies on advanced technology such as invisibility cloaks hello harry potter and plans for deep space exploration and colonization there was one guy last night on fox who was talking about his experience with the ufo and how it his vision is screwed up it gave him headaches he had radiation burns That's i mean right. there's apparently and it's not because there are enemies or it's anything malicious it's just it's their technology
2: that's right. And it's before we have a couple more notes on this, but I should say this is actually the factoid. Yeah. So with our factoid this today isn't is even really, the
3: This isn't even the real
2: part. Right. I mean, this is this is the news, but it's also kind of acting as the factoid because, you know, we always start off with a factoid. Yeah. But, you know, what they're reporting is, is all these declassified documents, like you said, Karen, talking about radiation burns, unaccounted for pregnancies. Wait, what? 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 I mean, and there's a lot of stories of this stuff. Maybe we'll have to do a future episode yes, on abduction-related effects. Right. That, uh, you know, long-lasting effects, because there are a lot of stories of these, you know, unaccounted for pregnancies, radiation burns, and lost time. Damage,
3: lost time. Brain damage, lost brain, Dane Bramage, <laughs> nerve damage, heart palpitations, headaches, anomalous vehicle encounters, they're all related to those, so... As you brilliantly, when we were trying to come up with a name for our podcast, you've thought of UAP and now it's becoming more and more mainstream. That's what they're called now is UAP.
2: That's Yeah, that's kind of like the official government name because they want to stray away from UFO because of all the negative connotations that UFO brings in people's minds. They think of, oh, that's you know, crazy conspiracy, tinfoil hat stuff, UFOs. No. So they want unidentified aerial phenomena, but of course ours is yeah. Unidentified Alien Podcast. That's as, right. As you have come to know it. So the report describes 42 cases from medical files in. 300 unpublished, 300 unpublished cases where humans sustained injuries after alleged encounters with, as they put it, anomalous vehicles, which include UFOs. Now, in some cases, people showed burn injuries or other conditions related to uh, what you would see from electromagnetic radiation. And the report goes on to say this again. When I say report, remember, report from the government.
3: Yeah, it's That's from the on. Pentagon. Yes. And this isn't like it was inflicted on them, like it was a malicious act. Right. It's
2: just happened it's to— It's an after effect. Ha-
3: happened, Yeah.
2: I mean, think about it in the way of, you know, if if you had never seen, say, um, a, a burning stove before. You're like, ooh, what is this shiny red thing? And you touch it, yeah, oh boy, and your hand's going to get burned. Of course. So it's kind Are of the you... same thing with the alien technology. We don't know what it is. You've
3: never stood in front of a jet. You didn't know what a jet plane was, and you stood right in front of the engine, got sucked into it. Curiosity Hello?
2: killed the cat. Yeah. So some of the people appear to be have been infected by what they call energy-related propulsion systems. Oh, dear. The report also noted cases of, like you said, uh, Karen, brain damage, nerve, or you said brain (laughs) damage, nerve damage, (laughs) heart palpitations, and the headaches. I have all that. All related to this stuff. So, I mean, this is I've lost
3: time. I've got it all. (laughs) You do?
2: These are serious. I have heart palpitations right now. Yeah. These are serious medical conditions that have been now been officially declassified from the Pentagon relating to anomalous activity, as they put it, relating to UAP, the UFO phenomenon. This is wild stuff. And it they, is. They can't explain it. No. They're saying it's happened, but they can't, they won't, or they can't say how. And it's coming from the government, not us. <laughs> right. right. So. So we're going to dig into this a lot more, I think, in a future episode because it's, uh, man, it's 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 very revealing. I want to know about It's, it's the, a big moment. It's a big moment.
3: The pregnancies, what did they give birth to? Why? What kind of know. a baby?
2: It's it's this a really, really big moment in uh in the UFO UAP community. So again, we'll we'll dig into all this, I think, in a future episode. But today is all about alien origins, Karen. Because one of the biggest questions we always ask throughout society is, are we alone? Right? I
3: highly doubt it.
2: What's the meaning of life? All of these things. Now we've explored many theories. What's
3: the meaning of life? <laughs> <laughs> oh, God.
2: <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, boy. That's a whole different show. There's
3: another rabbit hole. Oh,
2: boy. Oh, so we've talked about all the theories and all the topics during our time doing this podcast and all the episodes that, you know, we've our listeners have heard in the past, but one theory that could throw a wrench into everything we've ever discussed is, what if we are the aliens? We are the aliens. What? Mind blown. So the, now, listen. I'm not going to sit here and act like that this is the first time that anybody's ever come up with this theory. But it's something that you know Karen and I have kind of discussed, and we've we've touched on it. Right? We've touched on it as part of an idea in other episodes when we we discuss different stories and topics that we go over during the podcast. But when you start really thinking about it, because now think of it this way. There are many ways to look at this theory, and I I think this point
1: right here, let's just start here, this point right here is a good place to start. Why would aliens go to so much trouble to travel so far across the universe to come and abduct just a handful of random Earthlings? Is Earth special to them? Have we been targeted? Or is every alleged alien encounter in history simply the result of random chance? These problems, though, are eliminated if we consider for a second that flying saucers aren't far off spacecraft, but that they're time machines instead filled not with otherworldly creatures, but with humans from the future who we might reasonably assume would know that the Earth is here.
3: Uh, All right. Now you're bending spoons with your mind. I think Elon Musk is an alien. I wouldn't put it past him. Because look, I mean, or he's had contact with aliens because he is uber interested in climate change. He's trying to get you know, space vehicles to Mars. He knows something.
2: Well, he's a visionary.
3: And that's the type of people that aliens are attracted to, like the Teslas, the Einsteins, those types of
2: da things. Vinci. Da Vinci. I mean, there's, there's talk of, I mean, there's all kinds of theories that those people we just mentioned had contact with aliens and were given knowledge by, you know, otherworldly beings or are the otherworldly beings? Because I think as you so Eloquently put, Karen, alienancestry.com. Maybe that's a new... <laughs> I think we Oops. need to
3: do that. But, you know, think about it. So Einstein came up with, you know, equals m c squared. He realized that energy and matter were the same thing. Mm. You know, the same amount of matter can have different amounts of energy, and so it represents different states of matter. But you have entangled particles, so, like, you have a particle here and a particle that's billions of light years away, and they react in the same way. Mm. There's, It's just the weirdest thing that's, that happens. So, I think it's possible that you could have aliens who are in the future come back to the past or, you know, time doesn't really exist the way we see it.
2: And that exactly. And I think and we've spoken about that before on on Edgar Casey. we said last time on the last episode you might want to listen to the Edgar Casey's yes. part one and two because these kind of it kind of has the um same type of feel to it. Very theoretical, very deep those two episodes. And Edgar Casey talked about how time is I know Sounds kind of deep here, but it's a construct, and the way that space time, space time, and we look at time as linear, whereas God, it's God's time is different than our timing, and God doesn't think, oh well, last year um, I answered your prayer on this subject. No, no, it's all kind of interconnected, and it's all happening at once. It's like
3: living in Florida when you have no seasons, and so you can't recall when something happened. (laughs) You're from the north. You're like, oh, that happened in the fall.
2: <laughs> it's always 80 degrees, so By we never the way,
3: know. back to the factoid, they did say that there were also spirits and kind of like ghostly images that were seen, too, That's in right. relation to
2: to the alien abduction.
3: So I don't know if that has anything to do with what we're talking about right now.
2: It could be, because the point that we're making, and I think the point that you can even come to yourself when you've heard that first clip, is... Is it us? Are we time travelers? Is it humans from the very distant future who are coming back in time to say, you know, connect with humans, do warn us about stuff, different things? Because when you think about it, here's a perfect example. Okay, the Solway Firth spaceman. Think about something like that, which we've talked about in in, uh, in depth in a previous episode. I think it was episode 7, actually, where we talked about the Solway for the Spaceman. And think about how he looked. And we'll have his picture up on the blog, 850wftl.com, on the UAP blog. If you go to the podcast, you'll see the UAP page right there where all of our past episodes are if you ever want to catch up or look at what we've posted before in yeah, relation to different episodes and they they really are and, and unintentionally in i know we same say that
3: way that we seem to be connected with aliens right our episodes are connected Isn't there's that a strange? thread there's
2: a common thread and you'll see what we're talking about if you've never seen the way for the spaceman photo before i'll describe it to you quickly it's he looks like a human being and you you, well, you you'll hear it here it kind of explains it just as a reminder
1: The photo at the heart of this mystery was taken at Berg Marsh in the UK on May 23, 1964. A shot of Jim Templeton's daughter, it might have been a totally ordinary image… except it wasn't. When it was published in the local press, the astronaut figure which appears in the background was swiftly nicknamed the Solway Spaceman, after the nearby Solway Firth. And when it was then reprinted in newspapers all over the world, global interest in the apparently unexplained Spaceman quickly grew. Was it a hoax? A trick of the light? Or something else?
3: So the guy's name is Templeton right. and he took three photos of his daughter Elizabeth and they were she was picking flowers like in a field, right? And the first picture came out, then the middle picture, and then the last picture, but it was the middle picture That's right. that showed a space a guy in a spacesuit in the background behind his daughter. Right. And he insists he did not see the figure until after the photos were developed, and analysts at Kodak confirmed the photo Was
2: genuine. It is genuine, and and Kodak actually, and this happened, I believe, in 1964, um, and Kodak actually put out a challenge to people, if they could explain what it was, you would get free film for a life, uh, for for a year, I'm sorry. So think about this, how long ago it was, people were still buying film.
3: And it wasn't a Polaroid, it was film and a camera. Right, so he
2: didn't notice it until he went to go and develop it, and he said, what is this... What is this figure? This human being looking figure. So,
3: But it also looked like something else.
2: It kind of looks like an alien. And you can't explain it, but it looks like a human figure. It's got the shoulders, it's got the arms, it's got the head on the shoulders in a spacesuit, which is where the name the soul wave for the spaceman is. But came it also from.
3: looks like the things that were seen in Australia with the blue. Streak.
2: Yes, yes, that's right. So again, these always end up connecting because also in 1964, around the same time as the Solway Firth spaceman, they were doing a test in Australia. It was called the Blue, uh, Project Blue Streak. They were saying it was for satellites and everything, but it ended up being for a medium range ballistic missile uh-huh. that England was testing out in concert that with was Australia. England's deal. That's right. And guess what? Guess where Solway Firth was? In England.
3: But isn't that where they made the rocket, too?
2: That's right. So you had these figures, this one figure who was caught in instantaneously in a picture that nobody could explain, this human-looking figure.
3: In Australia.
2: In, and they were also seen in Australia, this same-looking figure was seen there during the testing of this missile.
3: They had to postpone the launch because they saw these people, right? That's right. The, the, they were
2: they were by the launch pad. I think, actually, do we have the old news report? Yeah, from, I think so.
4: I love these old news reports. <laughs> best. A rocket ready for testing. No news site in this day and age. But this is a rocket with a difference. This giant will blast a new route to the stars as part of a European plan to put a new satellite into space. The rocket is British. Its name is Blue Streak. It's part of a project which links seven nations together in the European Launcher Development Organization. Nearly a decade of development work has gone into the giant, which is built largely of stainless steel.
2: (laughs) So I think it's, you know, I don't want to repeat episodes here, and that's not the point here. Yeah,
3: but the technicians, they saw... The photograph right. that was taken in in England That's and right. the Australian newspaper said the figures were exactly the same.
2: Exactly the same. So they were caught on, I guess, you know, security camera. How good were security cameras in the 1960s? I don't know. But they were also seen by the naked eye by the technicians there and they figured, oh my gosh, look, this is the same thing that we saw in the newspaper because it became a national story and then became international you know, news so it took a little long for news to travel back in the '60s.
3: Yeah, they didn't have social media. I think, the, as we've had in past episodes, there were aliens that were here trying to prevent nuclear war or nuclear escalation
2: so and that's the that's the question right so are these aliens who are looking out for our own well-being or were these time travelers us? because think about it now when you when you kind of look at it now and you, we start to think about yeah okay we talked about Solway wave before in episode seven but now it kind of makes a little bit more sense when you think of this theory that aliens are actually us that they're human time travelers Because why else would we be, why else would these beings be coming to England and Australia just to stop, you know, try to stop a missile launch unless it's us trying to avert some type of. Disaster and why do they look? Why do they have a human figure? So, these human figures are seen in an instantaneously in a picture, right? They weren't seen by the naked eye by Jim Templeton there on Solway Firth, but they are seen by the naked eye. But then nobody could find them, nobody could find these guys when they had to delay the launch. They just vanished.
3: Yeah, why do they show up in a photo and you can't see them? But it's not the first time that we as humans were warned. Hmm. By aliens. Uh, you remember the famous Malmstrom Air Force Base That's situation? another one. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, the human time travelers were trying to possibly send a message there.
0: But on March 16th, 1967, America's first line of defense was tampered with. It started at a missile launch site, codenamed November, near Malmstrom Air Force Base, Montana. For several hours, missiles loaded with nuclear warheads switched off and no one could figure out why. Robert Salas was deputy crew commander that day, one of a two-man team inside one of the missile
4: control bunkers 60 feet underground. I got a call from one of my security guards upstairs. Uh, he said that uh, he and other guards had seen UFOs flying over the area. I didn't think he was serious. And basically, we hung up
3: up on him
2: yeah, why? <laughs>
3: yeah right
2: stop screwing around and get yeah. back to work
3: what are you drinking up there because he's down below right he's in a bunker down under the earth and the guys up above are like hey there's like a red glowing ufo
2: up here and just a little background on, on Malstrom, because we've talked about Malstrom before <laughs> early on in our episodes i may want to say it was in the within the first five episodes and it's it's i always forget where it is it's wyoming or montana it's one of the other Um, Mounts from Air Force Base. But this happened again in the 1960s where everything shut down. It was, I think it was episode two. It was our episode, the day the nukes went dead.
3: Yeah, well, so, okay, he gets the call from up above. Right. Because he's downstairs where the nukes and all the, you know, the controls are. And the phone rings again.
4: Mm. About five minutes later, he calls back. And this time he's agitated. He's uh, obviously frightened. Uh, He said uh, that there was a UFO hovering just outside the front gate and uh, It was glowing red It was saucer shaped and he was very frightened within a minute or two of the second call The missiles started shutting down or going off alert We were basically shocked to see our missiles Going no-go sequentially. In other words, uh, bing, 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 bing. It just started going down. The only thing I could think was, oh, my God.
3: Oh, my God. Because I'm sure that it's not supposed to do that. Correct. The board is not supposed to just automatically default off. Right, right. Right? It'd have to be something extra. An
2: external force that's making that happen. Now, look, I know for any skeptics who are listening... You can say, oh, well, there's always computer malfunctions and everything. Well, not that bad. No, it was for an hour.
3: <laughs> Wasn't it for an hour?
2: Yeah, it was, yeah, it was a while. I mean, and they were without anything, any type of nuclear capability or defense for a while because they were shut down. So when you start to think about it in the aspect of, I guess you could say, human time traveler type of way of thinking like we're talking about, these things start to come together and make sense. Why did the soul wave for a figure look like a human? Maybe it was. Why are these nukes being shut down at Malmstrom Air Force Base? Maybe it's us trying to come back and say, "Hey, you morons, you're gonna kill yourselves, or you did kill yourselves, and now we're trying to come back and change the past."
3: I wonder if we're gonna come back now because Russia might have its finger on the button, oh. and they might try to come back and warn us. Who
2: knows? I mean, keep I'd, an eye out. I'm telling you. And so when you start to think of it and through that prism, right? When you start to look at these stories, and again, it's, it's not that we've run out of material and are repeating things. I'm we've no, already no. talked about. It. It's just, I felt it was important to make these points to kind of dig up some of these stories that we've already talked about when it came to Malmstrom or Solway, and then look at it through this prism of, hey, wait, have we been looking at this all wrong? Is it possible? It's us. It could be.
3: Coming right? back to say, hey, I remember Roswell.
0: Ah, there's In 1947, one. a mysterious object crashed in the desert near Roswell, New Mexico. You all know this story, but... Could it really be aliens? The mysterious object was officially declared to be a U.S. Army Air Force balloon. But then, decades later, U.S. Navy Commander George W. Hoover, who had top-secret clearance, revealed that the mysterious crash involved time-traveling humans. Somehow, these future humans had developed the technology to overcome the technological limitations that prevent us present-day humans from making the same type of trip. Some theories suggest that these future humans travel back in time in order to understand their biological past. Maybe these same time travelers helped our ancestors to make huge leaps in scientific and technological knowledge in a relatively short amount of time
2: look how far
3: we've come in a hundred years yeah you're right look how far we've come in my lifetime we i had no computers we just had tv starting (laughs) (laughs) we had three channels four channels we had UHS, but (laughs) no cell phones look how far we've come
2: yeah how has that happened I, look, I mean, you could say it's human ingenuity, right? It's it's better supplies, whatever it might be. I mean, a leap in technology, a modern-day renaissance, so to speak. But when you think about it, the renaissance, when that took place, people attribute, like we said earlier, alien knowledge to da Vinci, how far ahead of time he was. I mean, when he he invented the helicopter.
3: I know, he was drawing helicopters. He, he the idea
2: for a helicopter. Elevators and all I mean, kinds I, of stuff. good gosh. I mean, 400 years before it was actually created. Yeah. So. When you start to think of it this way, and then you have a guy like that, okay, in Hoover—not President Hoover, but the you know the official Air Hoover from the government who worked at Roswell at that time—who comes out, maybe you could say, it's a deathbed confession. Maybe that connects to one of our, our you know our most recent episode, deathbed confessions, where he comes out and says, "Oh, by the way, those weren't aliens; those were time travelers." So, and when you again, when you think of it. In that type of way, when you look at it through the time-traveling prism, some of the stuff, it starts to come together.
3: Well, the reason why I brought up energy and matter, and you know Einstein figured that out, is we could be ourselves, and you turn into energy, and that energy is able to travel, and then it manifests itself back into matter. You know what I'm saying? No, absolutely. Yeah. I think it's possible, because it's the same thing.
2: It goes back.
3: And your energy stays with you. So, like, my energy is me. It's your soul, right, right? Right. And I think that energy is able to travel around the universe.
2: It could be. It could be. What? That's just my thinking. Listen, your theory is as good as anybody else's, and honestly, that goes. That's in concert with what you know. We talked about in our Edgar Casey two-part series. So it's again, it, it makes you think. It's kind of a new way of looking at this when you think about everything that we said here. It could account for every story. Maybe not every story but almost every story relating to alien encounters or sightings now it certainly does make sense when you start to connect the idea to things such as ancient aliens like they said in the clip there or even alien abduction Karen like we talked about in the beginning right. think about it why think about this way okay why would an advanced life form travel across space and time only to come here and deal with or, or study a lesser civilization such as ourselves unless it is ourselves yeah. I mean, after all, who else would have that much stock in our civilization other than us when you really think about it?
3: It's like a past life on a galactic scale. Y- yeah. You know? Yeah. Because you have you can have past lives here on Earth, but what if you have past lives
2: in the universe? Sure. I mean, I mean, so when you start to think of it all that way, when you kind of think outside the box, if you will, you start to wonder, could we... Be doing experiments in our past selves yeah. to, for, you know, maybe further future medical advancements. Were we going back in time to the ancient Egyptians to say, here's how to use energy. Ah, here's how to build the pyramids. Right. Here's how to, to know about perfect geometry and how to cut this and it's use like our Arnold future. It's like Arnold
3: Schwarzenegger coming back. Yeah, like to, a Terminator To kill thing. Sarah Connor. Sure.
2: Or save her, Right or it's kill yeah. yeah those <laughs> uh, yeah. so when you go and and you start to really connect the dots i'm not saying this is the answer all we're doing is we're putting out the theory but when you think of it in that sense it does kind of make sense again why else who else would have that much interest in our civilization if not ourselves
3: i think so many people go through their daily lives the routine of working and going to mcdonald's and you know just worrying about finances and that and they don't think outside the box about what we're talking about.
2: And that's what we're here for. Yeah,
3: because this <laughs> is this is the bigger picture in a big way.
2: Oh, you're right. You know,
3: and you need to when you look at the sky and you look at the sun, you need to ask questions like why aren't sure. there two suns? Yeah. You know, why don't we have four moons? It, you know, is there something that's going to hit the earth at any time? Is there are we going to see aliens at any time? And look, it's, I'm guilty
2: of it. Everybody is. We all get caught up in the daily, you know, the, the day-to-day. Oh, I got to go get the kids from daycare. I got to pay this bill. Oh, you know, I got to pay my mortgage and my rent. So, you know, when's my payday? Oh, you know, this and that. Oh, the big game is on this weekend. Listen, I do it almost probably more than anybody else. I get but caught up in the day-to-day. we need to be aware
3: of the rest.
2: It's good. You got to stop and smell the roses, so to speak, the old saying. But it's true because it's it's... Important for I think our own development to it stop is. for a minute and think about, hey, what else could be going on? What are there bigger questions out there that I'm ignoring or not seeing?
3: And that's what the Einsteins and the Elon Musks
2: do. And yeah, I mean it's true. And look at look at them throughout history. So in my now is this is just me, Karen. And look, you can make up your own mind. Any of our listeners, you make up your own mind. But when you weigh the two options, okay. When you think about future humans having in their own past selves and coming back in time to help avoid disaster or advance civilization, that to me, to me, it makes more sense than a race of otherworldly beings simply just looking to to kind of poke and prod their way. Like we do lab rats, for example. So because you would think that if it was someone that was going to take the time to make these journeys across space – that they would have some type of interest or stake. vested interest, yes, right. you know, in I just, us,
3: where they're not just showing up to scare us or take a peek at what we're up to. I think that they know what's going on here and they may have relatives here let's let's drop in and see how the humans on earth are doing yeah right when we last were here they were screwing everything up
2: now so with that said i mean what if this isn't traveling across space maybe we're looking at it wrong that way because we've always said well how do they travel light years and light years through space and time is it wormholes is it folding upon each other Is, is it just pure energy moving through space like you said or what if it's something just as simple as a time jump that that would be considered to be a ufo because when you think about it this way that would account for okay maybe it's you know because again we've talked about maybe they use wormholes maybe it's you know you're folding space onto itself and that's that accounts for you know going through the piece of paper rather than traveling top to bottom across the piece of paper and that's that you know is a way to explain a wormhole but think about all the reports karen think of it this way okay all reports of UFOs that just ended up being super secret spy planes. Now, right,
3: yeah, going 220, 100 miles an hour.
2: Yeah, because look, perfect example. And this again goes back to the 60s. The SR-71 Blackbird is one of my favorite planes of all time, okay? And that came out in 1966. Now, this thing flew at altitudes of 85,000 feet in 1966. And This was a product of Skunk Works, uh, which was a super secret division of Lockheed Martin, which, uh, you know, the government... Denied it existed for decades and decades, but, you know, they were ones doing all these secret government work when it comes to military and otherworldly things. Now, 85,000 feet, it had a top speed of 2,200 miles per hour. But now consider this. In 1966, no one had ever seen anything like that in the sky before. So when they saw it, the only thing that they could do was, oh, my gosh, that's a UFO, literally an unidentified flying object, and it was mistaken over and over again during test flights as an alien spacecraft because nobody else, they didn't know what else it could be. So that could be some type of thing where if we can't explain it, it always falls under that category of UFO, UAP, especially when it could come to future technology.
3: Well, and I think our ancestors tried to explain stuff, you know, Chariots of the gods, and they saw things. They, you know, attached it to God, and and but there were other books of the Bible that were left out that explained it as
2: some sort of a craft. Right. Yeah. I mean, that's fair enough. And when you when you think about all these questions, I think it's fair to ask because before we get everything done here for today, there's. There's actually one more very important thought to consider. I the think the Anunnaki
3: here. and uh, what's the book that was left out? Uh,
2: oh, I mean, look, that's we've talked about the Anunnaki before. That you know, when it comes to were they the uh, Nephilim? You know, the giants in the Bible, right. Or and so there's there's so many questions to consider. <laughs> <Not so. laughs> but I think one of the biggest oh, questions— oh the Book of Enoch yes the Book of Enoch but one of the biggest questions I think and I think this is where a lot of skeptics will get at us, Karen. And again, I'm not saying this is the truth. I'm just saying I kind of we invite skeptics absolutely. But uh, this this theory, it just makes sense in my mind. That's all. The time traveling theory makes sense in my mind for all the reasons that we've given. But one thing that people will say, one question even I thought to myself when when considering this before we started was, why do we look so different then? Why these- You mean these,
3: then from aliens? Right. Yeah.
2: So why, you know, we always talk about the descriptions. We heard about Roswell there where the government official admitted later on, yeah, those were time travelers. Well- then why are these aliens, why are these time travelers, these humans, so to speak, why are they four feet tall with long arms and long gangly fingers and big bulbous heads and big eyes?
3: Well, we we did an episode on the different types of aliens, yes, remember? Right. Some of them have like, what, one red eye and three arms and one coming out their <laughs> forehead. There's all different kinds. There's lizard aliens. there's the reptilians, all, yes. But the main ones are the ones that we know with the almond-shaped eyes, the mm-hmm. big heads, spindly limbs. Those are the aliens that we're talking about that we believe that are they're us.
2: And I'm glad you said that because um, th- th- this theory here, the time-traveling theory, does not account for, like I said earlier, does not account for every story, does not account for every encounter or, or interaction, or even every other species, like you're saying there, Karen. But it could make sense when you talk about the Greys, because even with such things like you know the Venusians with Valiant Thor... He looked like a regular guy, right? Which is why he was able to blend in. The Nordics, we've talked about them oh, before. Oh, and you blend. <laughs> we've talked about the Nordics where they look like, they've been described as looking like people from Sweden Elon or Norway. Elon Musk. Elon Musk. It's a Nordic. <laughs> so, there's, so they have said to be able to blend in with society because they look like humans, right? Right. So, But when we talk about the different looking aliens, like you're saying, or of, qual- or of course the classic greys, that's where the question comes in. Like you said, the bulbous head, the big eyes. How can we account for all that if it is indeed future versions of ourselves? Uh, maybe evolution plays a part.
0: Like us, they'd still walk on two feet, but their heads and their eyes would be much larger. This fits with predictions of how present-day humans will continue to evolve. We can expect our heads to be bigger, and our upper skull to become more rounded to accommodate a larger brain. And as our civilization advances enough for interplanetary travel, our eyes would get bigger so we can see better in dimmer environments that are further away from the Sun. Future humans might also find a way to slow the aging process. So it would be possible to make several trips to places thousands of light years away within one lifetime.
3: Well, someone who has a really big head and who is trying to slow the aging process is Madonna.
2: <laughs> oh no, don't even, don't even. That
3: 13-second TikTok video is, is like weird. from outer space.
2: Yeah, really, but you're not she, kidding.
3: The evolution, yeah.
2: I mean, so that could be, you know... If, Look how if, we've
3: evolved right, already. Sure, and
2: if you're talking about future humans... And we're know,
3: losing th- our pinky, so we might end up no, with the three fingers. I like my
2: pinky. <laughs> but, it's, I mean, that's a fair point. And if you're talking about humans who are time-traveling and they are the aliens, I wouldn't expect it to be from, you know, 100 years or 500 years from now. I would expect it to be pretty far, maybe millennia into the future, where you would see some type of evolution taking place.
3: Tom Brady's like, now he's, <laughs> he's... He's fucking the aging, you know, evolution.
2: He is. But what about things like longer limbs or, you know, different makeup of the anatomy? How can we explain that? If gravity was lower, like on Mars or the moon, humans could grow taller, with longer arms and legs, and would likely develop new ways of getting around, and that would change the structure of the muscles in their bodies. And on an ice world, we could see the return of insulating body hair and fat, and even a change in our body clocks to encourage hibernation through the coldest times. Interesting.
3: Yeah, I was working out and pulled my fat.
2: <laughs> Don't want to do that.
3: No, but weren't there two brothers? One went to space and one didn't, and one was shorter or taller or whatever?
2: Exactly. So I think that was Scott twins. Kelly. Yeah. The twins. I think he's a senator now or something in Arizona. But yeah. when you think of it like that, and that's so it's a good point because when you think about it in terms of evolution, when you talk about environment, Karen, it's at the very least conceivable that us humans could look like the greys in the future. So when you look at the shorter greys, like the one sent on at Roswell, that could be humans who became shorter due to an environment with stronger gravity. Case right. in points, to your your point, Karen, it's been reported by NASA that astronauts who spend an extended period of time in space actually measure a couple of inches taller upon their return to Earth. The lack of gravity ah. allows for the spine to expand in the same way you think about like a coil when you sit on your bed, right. you have like one of those old, old squeaky beds, the coil goes down right when you sit on it but when the pressure releases when you get up so your spine when you're in space that pressure of the gravity is able to release Hence, why I think it was Scott Kelly who was able to grow a couple of inches taller. But, but then, when then you come his back, twin brother, right? He was yeah. right. So, but when you come back to Earth, you adjust. You end up adjusting to the gravity on Earth, and you end up going back down to the same height, like it happened to the Kelly brothers. So when you start thinking about these different possibilities that could account for the longer limbs, the longer bodies, like we've talked about with you know the tall grays with the you know the long gangly arms and the fingers, and they're six or seven feet tall. Or, you know, sometimes nine feet tall. We've talked about different species of grays and aliens. We talk about the big eyes and the big heads, that you can account for that when it comes to different environment changes over time. Like with the cavemen, we were super hairy, you know, because it was during the ice age. Well, and we didn't
3: have sewing machines back then. You had to, you know, stay warm.
2: We had to evolve. Exactly. So these are things I'm just pointing out that could be not necessarily answers, but it could connect the dots as to how and why. It could be us, maybe we are the aliens we're we're just time travelers from the future who are using these craft, these what we call UFO that do these impossible shifts in in speed you know, go from zero to Mach twelve and turn at ninety degree angles and we're using these triangle ships or cigar shaped ships that we can't explain. It's possible that at least some of those some of the explanations could be that it's us from the future. In some sort of time traveling machine. But anyway, we can tell you what next week holds. We
3: promise to be back next week.
2: Yes, we'll do it again. We'll come back with episode 38 when it comes to, how about celebrity encounters? What have they said before?
3: You have, mean like celebrities have seen an alien yeah, or a UFO? exactly.
2: Ooh, like, like whom? Well, Marilyn Monroe. <gasps> no. I'm going to, well, we're going to get deep in the weeds next week. There's a whole conspiracy.
3: Well, Jackie Gleason, too.
2: Jackie Gleason, Marilyn Monroe. Maybe there's a different reason why JFK was assassinated. Oh, And maybe there's a reason why Marilyn an Monroe. An alien did it. Some you know, mysterious circumstances that surround her death all these decades later. I'm just. Whoa, we'll get into that's it. crazy. We'll get into it. But there's some famous encounters and celebrity stories, and we're going to get into all that stuff next week. But hopefully you wouldn't blow your mind too much. But I think it's, it's interesting, right? It's an interesting thought to think about. Maybe it is us from the future. You have to back. think
3: about these things other than just your daily, everyday drudgery and boredom, it's you pretty, know? It's
2: pretty wild. Open your mind. And open your browsers and check out <laughs> UAP on Spotify and Apple, wherever you get your podcasts. Make sure to rate us with five extraterrestrial stars and, of course, download and subscribe. Thank you all. We don't say it enough. Oh. Thank you so much because, honestly, and not to, like, toot on horns here. but
3: It's exploding. It
2: really is, and it's all because of you. We're so glad you're enjoying the show. So please tell your friends, tell your family about it. Hopefully you keep enjoying the show because... We're turning heads here within uh, within the company, so I can just I can tell you that. Like, what is this little UAP podcast? Let's keep it going. Let's keep the little train of UAP. Let's let's keep it going because we'll be back next week to talk about those stories with celebrities. Maybe think about all these different theories that we brought up here this week and talk amongst yourselves. I think Vanna White's
3: stuff. an alien, too. She's got that big head and <laughs> She doesn't body. age. I can tell Man you that. Yeah, she
2: doesn't age. But visit us on 850wftl.com for the UIP page. You can find the podcast there. And, of course, look at the blog. And on Twitter, at UAPodcast850. There on Twitter, you can follow us. And... Um, Check give us, us out there.
3: Five extraterrestrial stars. Give us a like.
2: Yeah, all that give good us stuff.
3: A, you know, some sort of a rating on Apple, Spotify, wherever you find us yeah. on whatever platform you're on.
2: And give us some time next week when we return for episode 38 of UAP, the Unidentified Alien Podcast. I can't wait. We hope you're excited too. We'll talk to you then. For Karen Curtis, there. Stephen Diner here. Have a good one. Thanks.